you are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 9th of October, coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We're going to have a fun one tonight for preseason basketball. We'll walk around a little bit of what we're seeing around the rest of the NBA. Nylon Calculus says we're too excited about the Jazz, as well as some other teams, and we'll get to know Jeff Green. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it a lot better to be a Utah Jazz fan. Speaking of that, tickets are available for the upcoming season. Mini plans are available for you. Uh, there's a throwback pack, which is a fun one uh, coming up for the October 26th game. There's the Purple Mountain Party coming on October 19th. There's a bunch of great things at the UtahJazz.com, and they actually did a really neat kind of fun uh, thing with George Niang and Dante Exum mic'd up, and that's all at UtahJazz.com. Uh, so a lot of great content coming out this year at UtahJazz.com. Make sure you get that all taken care of. All right, so this should be really fun tonight. I mean, if you look at the over-under or win totals for the NBA, these are the two teams uh, in the NBA tonight that have probably the best, you know, the Bucks are universally thought of as the, the top team. The Westgate line as of, um, actually I think it's as of October 8th, uh, was 58. The Jazz are at... 54 uh, with the Rockets at 54.5 at Westgate. If you go to some of the other ones, then the Jazz are are ahead, actually, on, on some of the other accounts. So these are two of the best teams in the NBA in a preseason game where neither of them played their primary guys in their first, in their first matchup. So we should have 12 to 16 minutes of of really good basketball, and what a good thing for the Jazz because the Bucks are one of the elite teams all the way around. You know, last year, <coughs> obviously they lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, but last year, if you look at the Bucks in their ratings, they're the number three offense and the number two defense in all of the NBA. The Jazz have been brilliant in practice the last few days, but you know, with great energy. But that's not going up against. An opponent, and I think all expectations. We're about to head to shoot around here in Milwaukee, but all expectations are that we will see Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert in the pick and roll for the very first time, uh, at least in a live public setting. They've done a little bit in practice, but not a huge amount, actually. If you remember that uh, Rudy came late because he was with the French national team and they wanted him to rest, and and he and then. Uh, Mike uh, did OTAs, but then was a little limited in all the things he did in the opening week of training camp. Quite frankly, there's just not a lot of reason for someone like Mike Conley at 30-some-odd years old to go through a ton of early part of training camp. And so they're now revving this relationship up, and we're beginning to see it for the first time. So this could be a great deal of fun tonight 
to watch these different matchups. Watch the you know how do we deal with Giannis? You have a, the the principles of the Jazz are transition defense, or getting stopping the getting to the rim, stopping the ball, building their wall defensively. Giannis forces you into it. I suspect Giannis will play. He did not play the other night, so um, this would be will be in all likelihood the first time that the Bucks fans see Giannis. The Bucks team is a little different than it was in their sixty win team last year, having lost Malcolm Brogdon, and so there's and there's just great excitement in town. Went to a wonderful restaurant last night. Um, with Thurl and Craig Bullerjack and Travis Henderson. Uh, and then, you know, the owner came out, and we talked with them for a while, and uh, they're they're fired up about their bucks, and they should be. I mean, they have a once-in-a-generational in a talent, and Giannis Adetokounmpo, uh, and they have the opportunity to uh, possibly win a title here in Milwaukee. There's probably no franchise uh, more directly impacted than the Milwaukee Bucks in the opening of the door of the Warriors falling apart of Kawhi Leonard switching teams. The Eastern Conference is is wide open. Milwaukee is the only team in the East that probably isn't flawed in some capacity. So pretty exciting, incredible times here in Milwaukee for the Bucks. And then for the Jazz standpoint, this is just a great set. Let's see. Let's see how Boyan Bogdanovich works. Who's guarding? Uh, how do the Jazz start? Who guards Giannis? Do we get a Royce O'Neal start tonight and have him guard Giannis early on and see how he does on that incredible length and incredible speed? And then if that's the case, Wesley Matthews is the two. And the, the older Wesley Matthews, still never the same after that Achilles injury. Um, does he end up, you know, Matthews had uh, 82 dunks before the Achilles, has had three since in his 11 years in the career. So never quite the same. And this, you you have Wesley Matthews trying to guard Donovan Mitchell. You have Chris Middleton, the 2019 All Star, trying to guard Boyan Bogdanovich. And you know we probably can dig into a little of the regular season numbers to see in the past um, how these two guys went up against each other. Because uh, whenever we go to the Eastern Conference now, you've got Boyan who spent his career in, with Washington and with. Um, Indiana and with Brooklyn going up against guys uh, that he that he knows well and he's played against over the years. Now he's played some four last year. He'll probably look feels as though he's actually playing predominantly three here with the Jazz. Um, we'll see whether that changes at all. Um, so it's pretty, um, you know, pretty wild to to get to start finally getting to see um, what you're going to see from this team and who they are. Bogdanovich and Middleton, I just looked it up, have played 16 games against each other. Uh, Middleton is shooting 47%, 43% from three. Boyan is, play, is shooting 45%, 39% from three. Um, last time they matched up, Boyan went 6 of 15 the game before that. Uh, he went 7 of 14. The, and Middleton's been a little hit and miss. He had a 4 of 18 uh, game and I don't know if they actually guard each other and they're both playing the three uh, but we do this is what we happen as we come east Boyan uh, very well versed what's do the Jazz I don't think the Jazz go full rotation tonight yet I don't think we see what the what the bench unit's going to be and how they're going to use different places I think we see the starting unit playing a lot together maybe maybe you know you only have four preseason games and frankly the last one you probably pull back on a little bit uh 
so you, we may see a relatively full rotation. Now, disappointingly, Emmanuel Moutier still battling the hamstring soreness and not available. And uh, When camp started, I said he was the player who probably has the most important camp of anyone for me in how he plays and the player who I think has the biggest impact uh, on this team and what takes place. So who plays, you know, what do you do? Put Nigel Williams-Goss out there and find out if he's ready to play backup point guard. The opening night against Adelaide left pretty mixed results in that. Or do you actually start to play a little bit tonight on what you would be if you don't have him? So, And if if Moutier's not available, then Donovan or Conley is probably your ball handler with Joe Ingles coming out the bench uh, to be able to give Joe that ball handling skills and you're playing Donovan and Joe together and then that changes how you use Boyan. It's really interesting how much to me Moutier has an integral part to this to this roster and how this roster flows. Um, and it's not like, it's. I don't know if it's going to necessarily have a huge win-loss impact, but I do think that if you, if Moutier can play 12 or 14 minutes, there's just so many different other options if that's solid. Whereas if that's not solid, then all, and Dante's not ready, then you end up with uh, Donovan really having to play your backup point guard, and so Donovan's playing 16 minutes a night as your backup point guard, which means that he's probably sitting for 16 minutes when Mike Conley's on the floor by himself, and all of a sudden those two are only spending 16 minutes on the floor together every night, probably five to start the first, five to start the third, and five to close the game. That comes out to 15, but you get the concept. Whereas if Moutier is healthy, and playing well, Donovan and Mike could really spend a lot of time together on the floor, which would be, uh, at least in my book, uh, awfully exciting. Today's show is brought to you by The Store. There's three of them now, and that's exciting news because that means more mudslide cookies for everyone. Also, just uh, I've been picking up the sushi lunches down at the Gateway. There, you saw that pride picture on my Instagram, the La Cologne Draft Coffees I grabbed. They also have a bunch of other good uh, collection there as well. Of, and they just have great selection across the board, locally uh, sourced most of the time. Uh, all sorts of little companies that are Utah companies. It's Utah's own. It's the store. Six years south, 20th East is the primary store. Uh, they, it's been there forever. The Bowler Jack kids Used to be baggers there and helping the older folks out to their cars. You still see that all the time. Makes you feel the great aspect of the community. You go in the back and all the selected meats and tested the incredible brisket out of Logan. Uh, that's amazing if you haven't tried that yet. It's connected to Cottonwood Ace as well. So if you have any hardware needs there, you can get it taken care of. Huge Traeger set up there. Then there's the new mini store. It's at 9th South and one, about 100 West uh, right there next to Lazi's Kitchen and available for you there. Kind of a quick grab-and-go type place, and then there's the Gateway Store as well. It's the store Utah's very own. Check it out and get that mudslide cookie and send me, a, send me your critique. Everyone's on board with the mudslide cookie. There's a very good website called Nylon Calculus that does uh, really good statistical work, and they did a neat project yesterday that would let you to believe that we are over-projecting the Utah Jazz, and a few other teams in the NBA. So what they did is they went and took the over the Vegas over-under comparison on all the teams, then took 538's Elo, 538's Carmelo, ESPN's BPI, Kevin Pelton's, Jacob Goldstein's, Kevin Farragan's, um, all of the various different 
projection models of all of the teams and charted them. So, and what was interesting here, so where is the general perception of a team, i.e. the Vegas line, either above or below where all the computerized metric systems come out? So, for example, in my system, Portland comes out so very poorly. Um, I I finally finalized my... Um, projection systems yesterday on the plane. Uh, And so who are the teams where the Vegas number is considerably above or the Vegas number is considerably below what all the computer systems are saying? In theory, this is how you would bet an over or under. The models have both Miami and Portland to finish roughly two and a half wins below their Vegas line. So those are the two teams. And I actually like Miami because of defense. Interestingly, though, Portland has this incredibly wide range. So 538 has uh, ELO projection has them winning 50. Uh, Carmelo's system has them winning just 40. The Heats are a little bit more between 43 and 39. Uh, So those are the teams where the numbers system projects very differently. Uh, Here are the teams that have the biggest change. The Thunder on on the projection systems have the biggest difference because if you run the Thunder's number not believing that they're going to trade players, they're a playoff team. That's a good basketball team. Shea Gilgis Alexander was good last night. That's a good bat. The Charlotte Hornets are as well. The other teams, Memphis, Washington, Minnesota, seem to be the teams that are, are kind of getting the most uh, reaction. The the Trailblazers and Heat were the two teams that jumped out. The other teams, the Pacers, it believes the the other teams you should so you should take the under on the Blazers and the Heat that their their numbers are well below um, there. The over is Washington and Minnesota. That the projection models are ahead of Vegas on Washington and Minnesota. The projection models are under for Indiana, Milwaukee, who we play tonight, and Utah. The Jazz have one of the most considerable discrepancies here. So the 30 teams are only six of which all seven models landed on one side of the Vegas line. So seven different models, Vegas line set, now you have teams where all of the models say that the Vegas line is wrong one way or the other. The Clippers as an under. All the ve- all the models are under the Vegas line. The Miami Heat as an under. All the Vegas line, all the models are under on the Heat. Now the Blazers don't come into this because that one goes to 50. The Bucks are all all the models are under on the Bucks. All of the models are over on the Timberwolves. All of the models are under on the Spurs. Under on the Jazz and over on the Wizards. It'll be interesting to see what uh, not. We'll go back to those in a second. What Nylon Calculus says: uh, most of the eighteen win projection models in last year's. Forum 
win projection contest did finish with an average absolute errors between six and seven wins. However, 10 of the 18 models have an average error smaller than that of the Vegas line. Um, so, let's go to those teams. And let's start with the Clippers. The Clippers are at 53, 53, 54. Dra- <coughs> Excuse me. DraftKings has them at 56. The models all have the Clippers under kind of that, if we use Westgate, 53.5. Pretty interesting. Like, I think Clippers under 53 would be a little surprising to us. They used Westgate, by the way. Okay? So that's that's the Clippers at under 53. The Miami Heat, who everyone's saying under is at 44. It's interesting. My model believes in the Heat because they're good defensively. So the Heat under 44.5 are universally under. The Bucks we just talked about, 58, universally under. It's really hard to get 58 wins. That, that makes sense. These models don't see that. The Timberwolves, who I have as 13th in the West, uh, come in at a 36.5 on the Vegas over-under, and they have them over, which is really, I mean, there's just not a lot of room to go over in the West. The... Spurs are an under, and the Spurs are at 45.5. We'll review where everybody sits in the standings. The Jazz and the Wizards are the final two. The Jazz are at 54, and they have us as under universally. And the Wizards are at 26.5, and they're an over universally. Probably because Bradley Beal's that good. The, the Westgate line has the Rockets at 1. The Jazz at two, but universally under. Clippers at three, tied with the Nuggets, but Clippers are universally under. Nuggets at four. Lakers at five at 50.5. Warriors at six at 47.5. Blazers at seven at 46. I I, I think they could be at 36. Spurs at 45.5. So the eight playoff teams in the West, according to Westgate, are Rockets, Jazz, Clippers and Nuggets tied, Lakers, Warriors, Blazers, Spurs, but that were universally under on the Spurs, which would Mavericks are next at 42.5, Kings at 38.5, Pelicans at 38.5. I'm universally, I'm over on the Pelicans. I'm not allowed to bet. Timberwolves at 36.5, Thunder at 31.5. I have them as a playoff team if they don't break the team up. Grizzlies at 27.5 to close it out. The East, Bucks at 58, Sixers at 54.5, Bucks universally under. Celtics at 49.5, I actually have the Celtics as second in the East. Pacers at 46.5, which I was talking to Noah Kozlov uh, the other day. He'll be hosting a new show here on the Lockdown Podcast Network called Rejecting the Screen. Little sneak report there. Noah's a SiriusXM host, does a great job. Um... He was saying he can't believe that they're at 46.5. Raptors are at 46. Heat are at 44.5 at universally under. Nets are at 43. I'm over on that. Magic are at 42.5 to wrap up the playoff teams in the East Quinn Vegas with a huge drop, a five-win drop to the Pistons before you get to the Bulls at 34, which everyone's over on, the Hawks at 34, then the Knicks, the Wizards, the Cavaliers, and the Hornets. Interesting. 
But Nylon Calculus says we're overestimating the Utah Jazz. Get to know Jeff Green, a really interesting guy, uh, coming up here in just a moment. Uh, Homie is revolutionizing the real estate market and changing all of the aspects to you. We've talked so much about how they uh, can sell a house for you and then just $1,500, you get to save the equity, move on. Homie can also buy a home for you and they do it by having your homie agent do all the same things. Help you find your dream home, tour homes, make offers, negotiate the best deals, and work with you to get $5,000 back at the end. You can go to homie.com and request a tour of any of the homes for sales with a click of a button from your dedicated homie agent. It is not free to buy a house. In fact, you pay uh, for your house is used by the uh, pay the seller, their agent, whatever agent you choose to hire. So it's your money that pays both agents. Homie is returning $5,000 to you. Find out more by texting LOCK to 88588. That's LOCK to 88588. An experienced local homie agent will help you every step of the way. These get-to-know interviews have been really fun. Uh, 1280 The Zone, by the way, has been doing sit-downs uh, with Donovan and Rudy and some other good things. Jake Scott's been at practice each day doing those, and they're available at 1280 The Zone. Here's a conversation before the season started with Uncle. Jeff Green. Let's get to know Jeff Green a little bit. If you took me back to your hometown, what would you show me? Huh. Um, <laughs> if I took you back to my hometown, I'd probably just show you the city, uh, Washington, D.C. Um, obviously, the Mimus is a big um, a must-see when you go to D.C. Uh, African-American Museum, which is relatively new uh, in the city uh, for the last couple of years which I think is special to see and very breathtaking. Um, I mean, I'll take you to where I'm from in uh, Highsville, North Brentwood, Maryland, uh, where I grew up, where I went to high school at Northwestern, um, following the footsteps of uh, Lynn Bias, who is very, very special to our city. Um, and then I'll let you venture out and do what you have to do yourself. <laughs> uh, if you t- what, do you have brothers and sisters? I have an older sister. So if you took me back to your childhood room, what did it look like? What, did you have posters on the wall, and who were they? No, I didn't have posters. Um, I, I wasn't into posters because uh, I didn't think it was necessary. <laughs> uh, I was, I'm always strong mentally as far as, you know, trying to reach my dream uh, as far as, you know, when I got to high school, uh, probably my sophomore year was basketball, uh, getting to the NBA. But <clears throat> I'm always, uh, you know, self-motivated. Who was the first coach that kind of saw the skill and talent in you? John Thompson III, without a doubt. Um, he definitely helped me develop abilities on the floor, which I didn't have going into college as far as dribbling and, um, you know, shooting at the top of the key and passing. He made me made me turn – he turned my game into a power point guard. So, uh, you know, I'm very, very thankful uh, for him, and we definitely keep a strong relationship to this day. Whose praise matters to you most? Right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not good with praise, but, you know, I, I love making, you know, my family happy. Um, you know, but they – I'm I'm very self-critical, but, you know, they get happy over anything. 
I do. Uh, so uh, now is you know is my daughters that I, I love. You know, making them smile. Uh, you wearing twenty two? Yes. Any reason? No. <laughs> no, it was it was a number that I had my rookie year um, in our connection to Seattle, um, and this is the first time I'm able to go back to it since then. And I wore 32, but it was it's retired here in Utah. He was by, pretty good. Yeah, he was, he was very. I mean, in <laughs> NBA world, he's very very good. Uh, but you know, I decided to go back to um, you know my rookie year. What is it you want to get better at? Everything, everything um, on the court, off the court. Um, being a better person, being a better uh, basketball player, developing you know more skills on the floor. I'm always uh, looking to get better every day, no matter what it is. And final ones for you. When a fan thinks of Jeff Green, what do you want a fan to think? He's a great person. And when a teammate thinks of Jeff Green, what do you want them to think? He dunks on everybody. <laughs> Live show coming your direction tomorrow. Uh, Thursday edition, Friday, actually hoping to have a sit-down interview with Travis Henderson, the Emmy Award-winning director and producer of Jazz TV, who just got back from India to find out what his experience there was and all the international broadcasts he does and give you some insight on all the fun things they have coming up on Jazz TV uh, this year. So that's all for you. Uh, Thursday edition, or Wednesday edition of Lockdown NBA is up. Tomorrow's edition will actually be that new show, Rejecting the Screen, with Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So make sure you check that out. It is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.